1: There, Thunder Buddies and Travelers Down Thunder Road. We're back, Days of Thunder, for another special Night of Nitro episode. We're excited, are you? This is definitely one we had planned for ages and didn't get bullied into by the Discord. uh It's me, Dave Ryan, joined by, uh, as usual, Stagger Lee Malone. Lee, how are you? Not happy. I don't, don't want to be here. <laughs> we said it's. I, it feels like one of those um, like classic bits in a movie or a sitcom where it's like I'm not I'm doing absolutely it. not going to do yeah. it. I'm absolutely not going to do it. Scene transition, and we're, we're doing, doing it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: was just going to say, remember that last episode we did where we said we're definitely not watching
1: this nitro. This very podcast, I said those words. We're we're not watching this, but we might and watch the, the the asylum bits. Yeah, and then the episode dropped, and look, you know we joke but like it was it was quite helpful that uh your friend and mine webcon let us know in the the discord yeah, if that you want
0: what was, was helpful
1: <laughs> well like i kind of would have been I, for historical sake if nothing else mm. i would have been annoyed if we missed this uh, he let us know that there was actually in addition to flare in the asylum there was two world title changes on this show so we kind of at that point were like fuck there, we have there, to do there was actually three world title changes on this show i guess so yes yes um but we'll get to that in due course pal how have you been
0: i'm good i'm good i, I feel
1: refreshed
0: um maybe a trip to nitro wasn't the worst thing to happen this week no and no. um yeah, no, in a good mood. I was itching to record the show, and then we had some yeah. technical difficulties.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we we thought we were going to have to sack the whole thing off. I've been cursed twice this week. I was um, to guest on another podcast, which will hopefully still be coming out in the near future. Um, and that got, that got scattered to the winds because it was incredibly, like, surprisingly stormy. Yesterday evening, and I was trapped on the far side of Dublin, so I was going to miss my window to record. Hopefully going to get a chance at that one, so I won't reveal it just yet what it was going to be. And tonight, yeah, your PC decided, uh, I actually don't fancy it, mate. Yeah, so, you you got delayed, because, you
0: know, transport's just not friendly to you these days. And then, my laptop decided that, oh yeah, I've the been on for the last four hours, and two minutes before we log in to start the call it needs fucking
1: 25 minutes of updates so yay technology (laughs) it's just it's one of those nights i'm trying not to touch anything uh in case it all goes fucking pear-shaped um in fact you know i'm gonna be really professional now uh and do something I realised we hadn't done, uh, and we're going to try no-sell this as I hit record on the Zoom, and the scary Zoom lady <laughs> shouts at us. It's funny, uh, yeah. as soon as you went, I'm going to do something we forgot to do, I went, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. we always set up the backup recording just in case. And I was, so, and I was just going to say, like, I have the Audacity file literally at the
0: bottom of the screen. Underneath, yeah. underneath your lovely face
1: yeah so unfortunately like if uh, if we do have to revert to the backup recording everybody's just missed a couple of minutes of absolutely fucking sizzling banter uh, but you know we will have to struggle on um, speaking of struggling I have been on the struggle bus this week um, my, my illness of the last week can be charted in podcast form we recorded twice last week uh, one of which was me going oh, I think I'm a bit under the weather and then the second podcast that we did behind the the paywall uh, over at largemanappears.com, uh, the latest Rehash of the Champions episode, I was full-on dying on my arse. And then I recorded my other podcast over the weekend, uh, linked to the cast, where I was starting to feel semi-human again, but I'm I'm recovered now. Um, I feel like an incredibly old man when I say, Jesus, there's a bad dose going around this year. <laughs> um, but I guess this was like the first flu I've had since covid um started so i guess i haven't really apart from when i had covid in april i haven't really been sick properly sick in three years so i won't complain too much um but it makes sense that like the first time i get properly sick it absolutely puts me on my arse yeah Um, I, i think a lot of people are gonna have that where the first time they get sick it's gonna really knock them for six yeah i've um I have uh, I've come over the other side, I've lived to tell the tale, and uh, we've got three full hours of Nitro to talk about. Um, yeah, <laughs> 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 that's, that's, that's what we've got on the slate, this week. we never thought we'd be here, but here we are, back with more Nitro. Remember when uh, you charted out all the Nitros we were going to watch, and there was like, yeah. what, seven of them? There, well, no. There's there's a good few in two thousand, none of which are there for good reasons, really. Um, yeah, but early early on when we looked
0: we at oh, ah, yeah. we do that nitro. We're going to skip this one. We're going to do that one.
1: Yeah, we're we're think, already up th- to, we're already up to six. And yeah. it's. Not- I think the the ones we have planned since day one were the Goldberg title switch mm-hmm. in the the Georgia Dome, Warrior in the Mirror. Yes. Which you um, which you wanted to do by the way? Yeah, Spring Break two thousand. That's the Wall Brother, mm-hmm. the Russo Reset, yes, and Ru- Russo's, uh, Russo's Revenge. Revenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those those were the the five. Um, and, and I think was, I think yes. there was one or
0: two more sprinkled in, but we're
1: yes. we already at six, and it's not even the middle of nineteen ninety nine. I know, yeah, it's it's bad, it's bad. But look, before we get into that, I think it's time to take it up to the uh, Days of Thunder Control Center. Uh, and Lee Malone. Thanks, Dave.
0: Here at Days of Thunder Towers, we are constantly looking for ways to give the Thunder buddies what they want, and the month of November really is shaping up to be the busiest month ever on a large man Just last week, we released Rehash of the Champions 5, the fifth installment in our series, revisiting every single NWA and WCW era Clash of the Champions. And still to come later in the month we will have Black and Golden Days Episode 2 where we travel back to Season 2 of NXT as we work our way through the NXT back catalogue towards the much lauded network era that we have christened the Black and Golden Days. Lonely Audio will also return before the end of the month. And speaking of returning... Pick Your Poison will make its long-awaited return and its first Patreon appearance as Dave will have a very special guest to discuss a wrestler of their choosing who is a current member of the WCW roster in our timeline. This show will be available on enlargemanappears.com for free. That's right, for free to everyone listening to this show. And because that just isn't enough, on the evening of Saturday, November 19th, Dave and myself will be live on Patreon.com forward slash WCW Thunderpod for the pre-pre-show of AEW Full Gear where we will preview the show, give our predictions and maybe even have some snack talk. It's a loaded November and all for just $5 as well as access to our entire back catalogue including Days of Thunder at the Movies, Rehash of the Champions, Grab Bag Radio, Thunder Request Live and much much more. That's patreon.com forward slash WCW Thunderpod. And now I return you to your regularly scheduled podcast. The new boy in the neighborhood lives downstairs and it's it's understood. He's there just to take good care of me, like Like he's one one of the family. family. Charles 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 in charge of our days and our night. Charles in charge Charles of our
1: wrongs, our Charles Charles. Shut the hell off, Ted, it's morning. This is Nitro edition 189 from Fargo, North Dakota, from the 26th of April, 1999, getting a 3.9 rating. Um, I was surprised when I, I saw that rating, Lee, that in my head... I thought the ratings for Nitro and Thunder were going to be much further apart. But we're talking like three twos and three threes on Thunder mm-hmm. and you're talking in around the three eight, three nine, four for uh Nitro. So it's um it's like just wrestling is fucking Doing bananas numbers Even though like Obviously WCW is on the decline Yeah I, th-
0: I think it's the fact that Thunder hasn't fully tanked But Nitro has started to tank A little bit From from it's great heights I should it's say It's Nitro coming
1: down yeah. to, to meet Thunder on the way and down And Thund- Thunder hasn't started The fucking steep decline It will go through No um, Did you get the sense From this show Actually no First question Um did you think as I thought that this wasn't a bad nitro?
0: That's a loaded question. Um yeah,
1: there's bad stuff there's on. There's a it. lot of bad stuff on what is an easy an easy show to watch. An easy show to watch and it has um I think in terms of Star ratings, the highest individual high I've seen on a Nitro so far. Um I I can't say I enjoyed it though either. I can't I can't say it's a good show. Yeah. It it, it was, it's it's peculiar. It's it's interesting, it's peculiar, it's very watchable, and delivers at least one absolutely class match, um, which we'll talk about. Did you get the feeling? From this show. That a lot of stuff. In particular. I know they did it all the time at Nitro. But particularly this week. A lot of stuff was being hot shotted to pop a rating.
0: Yes. Um, yeah very very much so. This, This was also one of those shows. That I think you can watch. In retrospect and look and go. They had no idea. What was going out next to the ring. Everything was literally written on the back of a fucking postage envelope, and just, it was total fly by the seat of your pants, and let's just fucking
1: get to the next thing. I was so curious, because I was like, why do they seem so desperate? Like you said, like they're, they're writing and rewriting the show in the middle of it. Like They're really desperate to feel like they have to beat Raw tonight, or they have to draw eyes away from Raw. Can you guess, based on the time period, if you haven't looked it up before, what would have been on Raw tonight? Hmm, the end of April.
0: Uh was it Austin's first appearance on Raw? Post uh no, it was ninety nine nine, so it was wasn't it wasn't even post uh, neck break. It was It's a it's
1: a famous Raw angle. Is it the I Stephanie was. crucifixion? It is. It's the Black Wedding. Mm. Um which like yeah, like it's a big for that time, like it's a it's a it's a big draw. Um, we are just after, I think we're just after Backlash now. Yes. Um, So, see, I I, I looked,
0: I I, I was thinking Backlash 2000, that's where he comes back and gets a huge pop. Yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, Austin is on the show, but the big thing I saw that stood out about the the 26th of April uh, Raw is that the Black Wedding, so they, they obviously had the shits up them that that was like such a spectacle, such a weird spectacle. Uh, after the where to Stephanie that they were going to need to try and do something a bit special because I can't, even for them at this time it was unusual to do two world title switches on one show mm. it, it's
0: so um, so peculiar that Ryan Satin chose the Triple H wedding to huh.
1: to cosplay as for his real wedding instead of the I Black know. wedding I know, shocking really mm. Like it was right there the whole time uh the show opens, uh called open on a graphic, uh and that's the, the kind of memorial for Rick Rude. I thought we were gonna get a ten bell salute, but we didn't. No, we got like three or something. Yeah. Uh I, I was just waiting for the ten, but uh no. Uh and then classy as ever, they segue directly from An actual man has died to Rick Flair is in the asylum. Um so it's the it's it's a flashback to Nitro or Nitro a, last week, isn't it? It's
0: a full on recap of the recap they gave us on Thunder. Yeah, um, and it's not the last. It's not the last time we'll see this full on recap.
1: It's it's more stylized. Though. They just showed us the the, um, the angle, didn't they? On um, no, they on they, Thunder. They, they, oh, showed they showed this, this exact this, video. This exact video, which
0: went from Jesus. all the Flair Piper stuff straight into all the Nash Goldberg DDP stuff. And, yeah, like I say, we we got this whole video on Thunder to get us updated on what happened on Nitro. Yeah. And then we come to Nitro and get a recap of the recap. And later yeah. on, we'll get a recap of the recap of the recap. Yeah.
1: Like, you know, if they had just shown it the one time on this show, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be so yeah. annoyed about it. Because, again, we always err on the side of, like, I'd rather more recap video packages than less. Um, But, yeah, like, doing it twice uh, on the same show... Uh, when you've done it on the, on the show before, is is really excessive. Um, Total time-filling. Yeah. We, uh, just to remind everybody, Flair is committed to an asylum, which we will see a lot tonight, uh, but also he's announced that he's going to wrestle Piper at Slamboree, putting control of the company up on the line, uh, and then we get the replay of the DDP versus Goldberg thing, and then we get to the asylum, Lee. Have you seen these clips before or had you just like read about them in death at wcw or I, i've
0: seen them um yeah I, I, again it's one of these things i i think i was aware of it in real time and it's probably something i watched then like
1: a long time ago yeah do you know here's my thing about it like it's obviously bad and i don't think you know The idea of putting your, your president and somebody who was just world champion and somebody, the, the Nate, like the level of star that Ric Flair is in an asylum for a week, um, is just, it's a horrible idea. It's not good. It's, it doesn't get over. It serves no purpose whatsoever. Um, it doesn't make me more excited to see him versus Piper. Well, that, to be fair, I don't think anything could make me excited to see the two of them wrestle each other in 1999. Um, it, it serves very little purpose, but one of the things I'm most disappointed by is that they just... They didn't go weird enoughly. Like, it wasn't even so bad and odd it was really funny. Like, there's a couple of moments where I'm like, okay, like, if they get a bit wacky here... I'm here for it, like if they make it a full on cartoon or if they try to commit mm-hmm. to a full a full cuckoo's house parody um i'm I'm on board for it, but they don't like it's just they have this one scene, which is I suppose the only actual sketch like proper scene uh in the hospital with Rick at the start, and then the rest of it is just periodically. Uh, Charles Robinson calling him and him just barking instructions down at the phone and you see maybe about five seconds of what's going on in the hospital after that.
0: Yeah, it's uh yeah th- like you say it's kind of a half ass they never really commit to it um <laughs> funnily enough um yeah yeah it's it's just bad. I don't know like the 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 one purpose the whole thing serves is to introduce us to Asia.
1: Yeah. Which when that when that's your legacy
0: yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. The um So the first scene starts with uh like it feels like these segments were being recorded live because it started with everybody missing their cue. Dead air. Yeah, like if the if this wasn't recorded live, whoever edited this needed to be sacked well, immediately.
0: Well here's how you know it was recorded live, Dave, because When they would cut to Ric Flair on the phone to Charles Robinson. I don't know if you noticed this, but they have the old style TV in the middle of the room. You can see Ric Flair on the phone on the TV. Amazing. So they were literally broadcasting Nitro to this set.
1: Okay. For like, they absolutely did not have to do that. No. But whatever. Whatever. Um, so they're waiting too long for the scene to start like uh, the, the the principal actors, the doctor and the nurse are' just fucking standing there for ages um So one uh, there's three things in this scene that made me laugh and it was like not out loud. They just, were little chuckles. I was gonna
0: say none of them could have been intentional.
1: Uh, a couple of them were okay um I liked I was looking at the background and like all the all the patients in the hospital had done various art projects that were up on the wall and one of them was Rick's and Rick just did his own name in giant letters okay I'm and i like that. that okay i like i liked that okay i liked that it was inferred quite strongly in this scene that to make Rick Flair appear you need only play his music
0: yeah that was good
1: like he's the fucking candy man and you have to say his name in the mirror and he'll appear. Or like he's fucking Joe Hendry in Impact at the moment. <laughs> say his name and he'll appear. And it was just like, you just, one of the, the patients starts playing Rick's music on some thing. I didn't, I didn't write down what it was he started playing it on. And as soon as he starts playing, nature appears. It's in the doorway. Yeah. Is, in the doorway. In the boxers he was wearing last week on Nitro. Uh, white cotton socks and his robe and that's it that didn't necessarily make me laugh because we've we all know that's been taken away that's not unusual and it's not unusual for the man to be stripped to his underwear Mm -hmm. uh, on live television the other thing that made me chuckle is that the guy who like played his music and is constantly sticking around him in this he nicknamed Triple A Triple A yeah that that's pretty good I, I like that now,
0: do you think he's called Triple A because he's a skinny, a skinnier version of Aaron? That's why
1: I thought he did. That's what and I thought it was as well. Yeah, yeah. and I, that is it. Like Bravo, that's a good gag. That's that's a very strong gag. Um, so yeah, he's in his robes. He says Triple A is the man, and that it's Nitro time. Uh, the nurse had said that Nitro wasn't going to be allowed because it makes everyone too agitated, but Nate is clearly running the place. What um, you mean? He is the president of the United States. Yes, he is the president of the United States. Uh, then we get our new Nitro graphic uh, and video presentation to kick off the show. What did you think about it?
0: I, I've, I'm on record of saying I don't mind this this era of Nitro presentation. I don't mind it. Yeah. Intro. Yeah,
1: yeah. But what did you think about like the actual Nitro like intro video, like not just the WCW? Yeah, ident. it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I felt weird about like Like the 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 original is so
0: like it is classic, but I liked that they kind of changed like things have to change.
1: No no totally agree with that. I just don't know if like Nitro Girls floating in like some sort of lava. spaceship was it <laughs> and lava, yeah. Um so JJ and Robinson are in the president's office and tonight, Lee. Charles is in charge mhm um so he was apparently named executive vice president before Flair went to hospital and now much like the um oh my god the twenty twenty fifth 25th amendment if the president is incapable of acting his uh carrying out his duties the vice president takes his uh his place so that's what they're playing off um yeah the 25th amendment In the, the case of removal Of the president from office On his death or resignation The vice president shall become president So that's what they're playing off uh, Charles Robinson is going to be in charge For the night But Lee, as we would see later on He was really Only sitting there As Ric Flair's puppet
0: Mm-hmm uh-huh.
1: What did you think about the amount of Charles we got on this show? Way too much Charles. Just just like the UK at the moment, there's just too much Charles. It's too much Charles. We were at peak Charles. Uh, nice surprise, though, as we go to ringside. And uh, our commentators for tonight are Tony and Mike today.
0: Yeah, good good surprise to only have those two on, on commentary all night.
1: Yeah, shame not to see Bobby, but you got no, uh, no Larry... No, uh... Dusty, thank God, which you thought we were going to get. Yes, I was fully sure we were going to get Dusty on this show, so that was a relief. Um, and then, instead of, like, going to in-ring action after a live skit, a backstage skit, an introduction, and the Nitro Girls, we get a Piper in-ring promo. And I, I could see from, um you tweeting during watching this, Lee, mm-hmm. that it really bugged you, that this was like, this is very much like Reign of Terror, Triple H era, Raw, in as much as how the fuck long are we going to go before we get some wrestling on this?
0: Yeah, um, I think I, I timed it out, like, Piper's the force into the ring nine minutes into the show, hmm. and then he just cut the promo. Like, I knew I knew he yeah. wasn't going to be wrestling, but it's just like, come on, like you're supposedly in the hottest time period in your history. And you're starting to show with a visit to the insane asylum, Mm -hmm. a recap video, fucking the commentators on screen, the new president on screen. And then, and then you get the nitro girls, and then yeah. you get Piper and Ray. It's like,
1: oh, fucking hell, like, come on. You can t- you can tell by the content of the promo that they really wanted to plug what was coming up on the show to keep people tuned in. Mm. So I can't understand how, if you were so desperate to keep people during the uncontested first hour, why you couldn't have done all this in half the time or saved the first Flare segment until after you've announced the title match. Like, do the title match as the Open. Mm-hmm. And then go to Flair if you must. Um obviously, you know, with the book, we wouldn't have done Flair in the Asylum at all. But yes. like if you're just trying to if you're if you're going right, they've committed to doing this, then just do it after you've here's the actual reason to tune in, and now here's this horse shit. Um is the definitely the way I would have done it. Um there's a sign on the way to the ring, harsh, that says uh DDP fears soap. Um, in spite of the fact that this video... We had just seen the Charles Robinson video package uh, it had been played to the entire arena full of people and Roddy Piper had surely overheard it. Uh, he insists that he's the only man in charge now that Flair is incapacitated. So if you heard any sort of audible groan from the audience immediately because in the space of 90 seconds they were told two different people were the only person in charge... Um, Oh. It just reminds me very much of Larry the other week like not knowing who was in charge and now it's like one of the people has been taken out of the picture and somehow it's less clear.
0: Yeah, and don't forget we, we are yet to see
1: Eric Bischoff on the show which we will
0: later on. So,
1: Yes. And also JJ um, J. 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 still has some power. Yeah, Even though Piper says he has power but apparently doesn't he manages to officially reinstate Randy Savage uh, in WCW and put him against Scott Steiner for the US title tonight. Um, Just as he's about to get round to world champion DDP, Page comes out. He says that Page is a man, like he really bigs up Page on the way to the ring as like a man who came from nothing. He's the world champion now. Uh, He's a man who says he'll defend the title against everyone. He says, well, if that's true, why not give a title shot to Sting? And as soon as he says Sting, the crowd go crazy. Uh, He says... Uh, Sting says he's not uh, or sorry Paige says there's nothing he'd rather do than put it up against Sting tonight but then changes his mind and says I don't think so and Piper reminds him that he is the boss and I'm not asking you I'm telling you and you're defending it at the top of the hour which he says so like, he says 45 minutes from now which will tell you yeah. how long into the show we are yes um, and I think he was being a bit like he was—he was definitely rounding when he said forty-five minutes because mm-hmm. we were past a quarter hour at this stage. Easily. Um, and then, as if we hadn't been made to suffer enough, uh, it was to be Brian Adams versus Conan in the opening contest.
0: Now, if I'm after putting out twenty minutes of non-wrestling to open a show, when I come back from yeah. a break and I want to ha, huh, open a match, Dave. Mm. I don't know
1: that I'm putting out 1999 Brian Adams and Conan. You you could try and play devil's advocate here, Lee, and say, well, at least like Conan is over. So there is that. Um, but yeah, against Brian Adams is, is fairly inexcusable. Uh, I'm sure you were really giddy to learn that we'd be getting even more updates on Hogan's injury tonight. They are fucking milking this injury. Like, this, if you thought that the, like, the Triple H updates when he blew out his quad were excessive, you people have seen nothing. Because at least with Triple H, it's like, well, here's how his rehab is going this week, or here's a hype Mm -hmm. video package about, like, how much he's pushing his body to the limit to get back to WWF. Every time we've got an update on Hogan, it's been variations on the same amount of information. The only difference... This time, is that we actually physically see Hulk and the Doctor yeah. this time.
0: Uh, but we,
1: l- we learn nothing. No, like, literally, the fucking R&M videos were so much better than this. Oh, 100%. half as irritating. Yes. Well, you know, he needed to thank that sexy flight attendant <laughs> who got him an extra pillow for his arm. I, I
0: was just going to say, half as irritating, and Randy Orton still came back as the biggest heel in the business. How...
1: <laughs> How do I not remember salient details about my own job, but I remember that that flight attendant in that RNN skit was called Sherry? Like, why do I remember that? It's been 20 years since that Survivor Series this month. You, you really need to question your life choices, Dev. I really do. It's a great Survivor Series, though. Oh, true. Oh, great year. Uh, 2002.
0: T- 2002, sorry. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Elimination Chamber. Yes. That was a great Survivor Series. Yeah. Ah, fucking 2002. What a year. Yeah. The one segment in which it seemed like Scott Steiner was going to be pretty cool in WWF when he came out and just destroyed Matt Hardy and Chris Nowinski. <laughs> Give me the fucking mic. <laughs> yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. Um, you
0: know what wasn't great Dave? Brian Adams what? and Conan.
1: Do you know what What was super not great Lee, was the sound mixing on Conan's entrance? Mm hmm. Holy shit. There was a few entrances tonight where it's like they really like. Like the commentary was way down too low and the music was way too high. um, They reminded us that last week Conan was uh, jumped and taken out of a US title match by the NWO. Allegedly at Kevin Nash's orders, but Kevin Nash denied uh, sending them. He said he knew nothing about it. Uh, Conan looking to finish this match quick. Uh, with a lot of big moves, but Adam cuts uh, off a big back body drop attempt by elbowing Conan in the back of the head and throws him outside the ring. Um, And yes, what proceeds is mostly a kick punch special outside the ring, Uh, back in, press slam into a gut buster, which looked pretty decent, to be fair. Uh, Conan manages to... Conan, like, I love when Conan is like, I am not fucked doing a fiery babyface comeback. My comeback will be one kick to the gut and a face buster. And I'm going straight for my finish then. Um, I, I, I
0: actually, I enjoyed the uh, face buster because Br- yeah. Brian Adams made Mayor Kane very
1: proud with his knee bump. He sure did. It's down onto the knees. Um, just as he goes to lock in the tequila sunrise, Stevie Ray and the NWO are in to beat him down. You've seen Yay. that story
0: before. More NWO black and white.
1: Uh, Yes, next we get one vignette I'll never get sick of, no matter how many times they play it. And that's the Sting Crow vignette with the theme music. Play that every Nitro ever. I don't care. Such
0: an unexpected highlight.
1: Yes, yeah. And what Um, what
0: followed was another unexpected uh, highlight as Tony Schiavone is on screen in his leather jacket.
1: Yes, Tony, cool dad Tony Schiavone uh, is here. Uh, To hammer home That the title match Is happening at the top Of the hour Like they really Really are like Don't change the channel Please 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 Don't change the channel And they say Apparently the next match Was intended as a Tag team match But the horsemen Took out Perry Saturn And Kidman uh, Ahead of the Three way tag At the pay per view Mm -hmm. Uh, So this next match Will be presented As a handicap match And that is Raven versus The Armstrongs Uh, The Armstrongs In this case Being Scott And Steve uh, and the Armstrongs are very pumped to be back on Nitro. They shout down the camera about being back. Um, Raven doesn't seem too fussed, too stressed about facing the Armstrongs. And um, he's dead rightly because have two wrestlers ever looked like more bumbling idiots than the Armstrongs in this match?
0: That's exactly what I have been described as in my uh, notes. Bumbling idiotic heels. Tell um,
1: tell the, the, the li- listeners what... What were the Armstrongs doing during this? Like, it was almost like
0: full-on Three Stooges running into each other, hitting each other, like, just... Nearly fighting each other. Yeah, just the most idiotic-looking fucking guys. Um, I'd never want to see an Armstrong on television again. No, and there was a while where I was like, do you
1: know what, like... Brad isn't that bad Yeah
0: but like I know, Listen Not my Brad <laughs> It's these two It's these two And the other one
1: <laughs> I don't know who you mean <laughs> Do you know what would have well, been Listen
0: great? we we all know Contracts aren't a problem For old BG
1: Do you know what would have what, what I would have absolutely loved On Nitro Raven versus Bullet Bob Yeah Didn't we get that in TNA We got We got Bullet Bob Uh fucking salty old fuck for ages in TNA I believe. I'm
0: pretty sure we got Bullet Bob versus Conan versus uh Billy Gunn. And, and I think we got I think we got a Raven match as well. Good. G- Gareth can correct us when he yeah. listens to this on his
1: 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> um he would like he would like to register for the record by the way that he is not a fan of the Harris brothers. I don't he believe wanted- it. He wanted it noted. <laughs> Very publicly that he's not a fan of I, him, I In been spite to- of what you specifically inferred about it. I've
0: been told by Liam that Garrett is very excited for creative control to appear on our shows.
1: <laughs> Good lord. You and Liam have some sort of like backroom deal where you're trying to make him come off like a fascist. Not at all. <laughs> no. It's okay if he likes the Harris Brothers. Yeah. And has the same tattoo artist.
0: No, no, that's slander. <laughs> that's you saying that? Is it, yeah? <laughs> Garrett, I just want on record. I did not say that. <laughs> He's holding up a sign that says it. <laughs> um. um. Hey, the aerosols are really shit.
1: Yeah, this, like, it was... Three to five minutes Of the two of them Accidentally attacking Each other repeatedly And Raven Just beating them up Just beating them up Double bulldogs uh Arm drags Drop toe holes Both of them Raven looks like the, then, the coolest
0: guy in the world He's just beating up Two guys Very easily
1: Yeah Um He walks into a super kick From Scott at one stage Then ducks a second one Super, ki- super kick is very generous Yes, which then kicks uh, Steve, uh, Raven effect on Scott, and Steve belts Raven with a chair in the back of the head, um, and pulls Scott on top. And it was one of those surprise wins where it felt like no one cared, because it's like, the story of the match isn't isn't well, yeah, in a negative way, but I mean, like, no one popped, because it wasn't like... Valiant underdog performance beating the bigger star. It's like these two guys are fucking idiots. That's that's the only. It didn't matter who won or lost. It's like we now have established the two thickest wrestlers on this roster. Do you know what these two fucking idiots should have been? What they should have been the Patterson and Briscoe of WCW. They wanted to be the Stooges so bad. Yeah, like they they wanted that kind of actor, like um. Obviously J and J security years mm. and years later, like they they could never. They could never be in the pantheon of great, like, stooge foils for a heel. Uh, try as they might. You think Scott Armstrong could pull off the Jerry Risco of Mr Russo? Mr. Russo. <laughs> Possibly. Um, we got our first flare barking instructions at uh at Charles from the asylum what do you think about the new presidential seal where they've just like smacked the new WCW logo on it in the background in Charles Robinson's office very professional very professional very not printed at a Xerox like (laughs) earlier that day
0: listen it's 1999 WCW these things happen Mm.
1: Flair uh, just says he wants Piper in jail for what he said earlier fine um then we get the the same replay of the same flare video package that we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Next up, we got Gene in the ring with Robinson, who, as well as power over the company, apparently has power of attorney. So, like, I guess he gets to s- switch off the machines if uh, if Flair's in a coma. I don't know what that adds to this angle, but that's just knowledge that's out there now. Um, let's, ho- let's he hope he still a- has it. A- And to undercut his own authority straight away he's like you know what I am in charge here but I guess you can have the title match that the other man made up earlier. Um, Piper comes out again Robinson calls for security Piper calls him a little leprechaun and (laughs) says I can eat bowls of soup off your head. I don't know what Uh, that means. I don't know but it made me laugh. Um, He says the, the only thing he's in charge of is Flair's bedpan. Uh, Robinson says he has something from Rick and slaps Piper in the face, which is a bad idea. Uh, Security just manages to get out as he goozles uh, Robinson. Piper is arrested and Robinson tries to do the Flair stripping freak out, saying he's in charge. Yeah, he does the whole thing saying Piper's for it, but he still has to face Flair. This was like, do you think it was Charles Robinson's birthday and as his present, Flair got him, okay, you can pretend to be me on TV for the night. Um... Maybe, yeah, possibly. It's a good show. Yeah, because like this is clearly like. Well, I mean,
0: they they, they refer to him as Little mate on the show.
1: Yeah, like if I didn't know, like if he wasn't still a referee now, I'd be like, the way they're letting him live out his Flair fantasy, I'm like, is he dying? Do, do you know what I think it is? <laughs> what they've introduced David Flair on TV,
0: and they feel really bad for Rick.
1: <laughs> they need to make his other son. So look they're like, better. you know
0: what? We're gonna let you refer to Charles as your actual son. Yeah. So he, he can be
1: the real little nature and you can just ignore yeah. that they've ever existed. Let's put your fake son over huge. <laughs> because the other guy's such a no, formless
0: it, idiot. It's Rick Flair. So there's yeah. at least a 10% chance that Charles Robinson
1: is actually his son. Yeah. I was actually only thinking about this um, the other day because um, what was I listening to? Thunder Riot. Oh yeah. Um, Deadlock. Uh, the Deadlock podcast, mm. uh, did a uh, a look back at a 2000 episode of Thunder. And I listened to the intro because I don't like listening to things that cover stuff we're going to cover mm-hmm. because I don't want to end up aping their points when we eventually get to it. Um, but they were talking about basically like, it made me realize that ma- maybe David Flair did have a bit of his dad in him because like, he's a guy who... Got himself booked in an angle where Tori Wilson was his missus and then in real life he was actually uh, dating Stacey Keebler uh, when they were doing their storyline in 2000. So like Mm. you know it's like maybe maybe there is some some flair in him um, after all. (laughs) Next up next up Lee's gone. No, I'm not saying anything. You're not touching that that one. Next up, we've got the WCW World Heavyweight title match, Diamond Dallas Page versus Sting. And Lee, this was fabulous. I don't think I loved it as much as you. It was a very good match. I... I, I thought this match ruled... Um, I went to look up what other people thought of it at the time it's one of the highest rated uh, matches of DDP's career it's one of the highest rated Nitro matches Um, Big Dave himself gave it four stars in the Observer which has to be one of the the highest rated Nitro matches in the Observer I'd probably go about four stars I thought it was very very good I thought, like, it's kind of standard big match, big WCW title match stuff for the first half, and I thought when it starts going towards that finishing sequence, it's, oh, my God, it was breathless. What did you think about the slight change, the two slight changes to uh, Sting's gear, that being his little chain and his little white boots? Okay, first of all, they're not white boots. It's athletic tape taped around... His boots. Ah, okay. I was watching on a smaller screen, so it looked like he was wearing kind of white boots. No, it's athletic tape taped around his leg, his boots. And, ah. I, and I can't figure out why.
0: Because if you could actually, if you were on a bigger screen, you might notice this. His uh, tights were actually rolled up. So at yeah. the top of the athletic tape, you just see
1: a little roll of his trousers. Weird. And it's very odd. I don't like it. Do you think there was like, do you think maybe like, there was a problem with his laces or something. I, or I don't know. Like that, I, like maybe, maybe his uh, Mrs. Sting shrunk his gear in the wash and he had to tape it down to stop it from riding up on him. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I can't figure it out. I don't like it. I think if he just had normal white boots, I think it would look really cool. Yeah, because that, that's what I thought. I was like, it's actually a pretty badass idea. Yeah. Um, And I was wondering why I, I never noticed him do it like it wasn't a variation of the gear i was familiar with and obviously this is why something happened that yep. made him have to do this for for one night possibly ever um what about his uh hearkening back to his surfer days with his little chain though it's a nice nice little addition uh he's looking in great shape great though, he? He? Oh, yeah I have, to, I have to say uh lean and fucking cut and this,
0: when when I think of, like, WCW Sting, this is the era of Sting. So, yeah. I don't know
1: if the the face paint is slightly different. It is. the So, this is when, compared to, if you look at them side by side with Starcade 97, um, like, it's where the lines get more pronounced, the black mm-hmm. lines get more pronounced and thick, and it's more akin to the Sting face paint we all think of when yeah. we, we think of Sting now. All that's missing now is the... The sh- little
0: shmig down the middle. And,
1: uh... That, that has to yeah.
0: be an Irish thing, isn't it? Referring to it as a shmig.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I think that actually is Irish, I think. Um, for, for anyone that's not aware,
0: that it's the little goatee thing that does be on yeah. his face paint. His, his little soul patch. Yes, soul yeah.
1: patch. Um... I, I I thought you were gonna say, for those of you who don't know, we're Irish. <laughs> so, like, I think I think we I think that's been fairly well fucking rattled at this point, Lee. the secret is out.
0: Um, I I will say I think this is the type of match we never not not that we never that we rarely get on either Nitro or the pay per views where it's just a straight up match between two of the main eventers with a clean no finish. And, like, we we could probably name the other ones off the top of our head. You have Goldberg-Hogan, which had interference. You have Goldberg-DDP, which they really fucked up. You had Goldberg-Sting, which I have to say, Sting seems to be the common denominator here because that just had a clean finish. Yeah. Um. Like, there you go. That That's a tree I can think of off the top of my head. Um. This, I think, was absolutely... I think they if this closed out the show... This yeah. would have been a lot more of a memorable show.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like, I think they... <clears throat> I think this would be a lot more... I, I, I was wondering why this isn't spoken about more. And I think it's because they basically undercut everything this match achieves about an hour and a half later. Mm. You know? Like, in isolation, if you just dropped somebody in, showed them this match, didn't tell them what happened on the rest of the night, or they'd be like, that is one of the great TV tile matches of the era, surely. Um... But then, yeah, later on happens. But we'll get to that. Let's just enjoy this while we're here, Lee. So, Paige takes a powder outside early. uh, Then he gets back in the ring. They stand face-to-face slugging. I'll tell you what, I, I do love this. So, it's like, DDP tries to razzle him, and he has to go outside and take a breather. Then he goes inside, and he's like, right, fuck this. And I love the big match feel when the crowd is hot and the guys just start throwing bombs. And they're doing this at the start. And again, Page can't live with it, and he ends up going to the outside again. And the story very early on is that newly found heel Page is struggling and to come to terms with the fact that he can't live with Sting's offense. Is like I, Go on, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say he he can't get the better of Sting. Like this this yeah. is him against
0: a real in a one on one match with a real main eventer, yeah. and you're seeing DDP kind of struggle to adapt. It's um. It, it it it's really good at the start. Um I love he, I, I think it's early on, like very early, it's like one of the opening salvos of the
1: match, DDP throws a big right hand and Sting just no sells it. Yeah. And the crowd like pop for There's a moment of like introspection on Paige's face when he takes the second breather that is like the have I overestimated myself or underestimated sting Mm. where he's just like, he's like, I might actually be in trouble here. And I love those little bits, little bits of doubt that gets sewn into page's game because like page is a guy who's all about preparation and about confidence. Like this is since time immemorial on the show, we've been talking about it. Like he gets bigged up all the time as such a great student of the game. And what a lot of this match asks that I really liked is what happens when all your plans are failing Mm. and all your weapons? Because we'll talk about it when we get to the the diamond cutter attempts. I was like, what happens when your opponent has studied you as well as you've studied them and you can't hit the move that kills everyone? Um, So Paige back in with some brief offense, but then a really early stinger splash and deathlock attempt and Paige is forced to go scrambling to the rope and has to go outside a third time mm-hmm. to go get a drink, and he's like, "I nearly lost the world title in five minutes. Like, is that like I need to calm the fuck down here? Yeah, like y-
0: you know that thing we've talked about with Billy Kidman, where the fans, as soon as he goes to the rope for the seven-year itch, shooting Cypress press, like yeah. they're they're open anticipating it because it's such yeah. a hot move. Yeah, after the stinger splash into the scorpion deadlock, the fans are like." <gasps> Like, they're up, they're anticipating it, they're ready for it. They think Sting's about to win the world title. And like you say, when yeah. when Paige gets to the, the ropes, it's like, there's
1: that audible kind of, ah. Oh. Yeah. Um, We get, Paige then tries, like, plan C or D at this point already. Uh, and does something that, I, I guess, it, again, in the context of the match where you're just like, this is something unexpected from Paige that kind of catches Sting off guard. He does a double leg takedown. mm And starts trying to, like, strike from the top at him. Um, But Sting fights back to his feet, back and forth. DDP lays him out with a clothesline, but he gets back up. And then we get our first diamond cutter attempt, but Sting is like, nah. And throws DDP out of the ring. Um, And now DDP is not only in disbelief, but he's tried the diamond cutter once. It didn't happen, and now he's angry. So they start brawling in the aisle. Uh, because Page is like, fuck this, I'm already sick of this. Uh, They go back to the ring, and Sting gets dropped on the turnbuckle, which gives uh, Page an opening. Uh, Belly to back, and it looks like DDP finally has control of the match, which causes the crowd to start booing. Um, Sting really digs deep as uh, Page is dominant here, and headbutts Page quite low uh, as a receipt for Page, striking him quite low earlier in the match. Um, the ref admonishes Page, which makes him quite mad and shoves him a little. At which point, the ref, uh, the commentary tries to keep consistent. say, like, "Well, he's going to be fine for that." Um. So he does. So he does uh, the bit where he kind of has. Uh, Sting down And he's rubbing his elbow Like into his eye socket Which looks like it wrecks And he's Taking off the paint And it's yeah. always It's always a cool look When like Sting's been through a war And the face paint is crumbled the, 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 the And wiped just splotches, away. Just splotches of paint Left on his face at the end Yeah it's really good Yeah cool. yeah It's deadly uh, Stomps and he starts Trash talking Sting Because now he's starting To feel his oats a little bit uh, Sting in desperation Starts throwing bombs At Paige But he eats a neck breaker Uh, DDP then he tries to crotch Sting on the ring post it doesn't work so he wraps his leg around it a couple of times uh, before Sting uh, out of desperation again shoves Paige back with his legs into the barricade he's back in he tr- uh, t- This is just like this is where it starts really going up again because he goes for the diamond cutter again, and Sting holds on to the top rope, but goes down to his knee. Mm-hmm. So there's a moment where everyone's like, "Oh fuck, did he get him?" But now Sting, no, Sting is fine. He's yeah. okay um i thought that was really good rather than just like hold on because i think that would have there's a spot later where he does just hold on and i think if he had done the hold on thing the same way twice people would have like not popped as much the second time the the first one sets up the it's like table setting for the for the second one for the finish like Hmm. so like i'm already starting to go like i can't remember uh, the last big page match i've seen where someone blocks two diamond cutters mm-hmm. successfully so like and the crowd you're starting to feel the crowd go fuck like he can't he can't do it um so he lands top rope to avoid hits a jawbreaker on page punches inverted atomic drop bulldog the crowd are starting to think that it's it's going to happen he goes up top hits the big splash off the top rope mm-hmm. uh for a two count Page brings it back outside the ring where he can't be pinned uh, for more brawling. And like the intensity level on this brawling now is kicking up because yeah. like both of them are pissed. Um, another sting come back. He rams... this. Oh, this was great. Ramming Paige's head into all three turnbuckles. It's like one, two, three. Yeah. One, two, three. One, two, three. It was really good. The crowd loved it as well. Um, big sit-out powerbomb from Paige for a two count. Uh, and, like, right after that, Sting nearly rolls him up, but gets absolutely murdered by a lariat. Uh, and then St- Sting hits. I I screamed at this pile driver. Terrified. I was absolutely terrified watching it. He goes for, like, what looks like it's going to be a gotch-style pile pile driver, and then goes down to his knees instead of sitting out. Ah, uh, like I it was like Paige had died. <laughs> like I was like, I could not believe it. It was great. The mar- margin for error on that is like fucking minimal. Yeah. Um So then After that two count he goes to Pile Drive him again, tombstone variation this time. Paige reverses, it gets reversed again, Sting hits him with the tombstone and Paige kicks out. Sting goes for a hip toss, flow over DDT from Page. He then tries a backslide attempt, uh, Sting does, but Page mule kicks him in the balls and everyone's like, oh, okay, this is it because like he goes to mule kick him and he backs up into the corner mm-hmm. just in perfect position for the, uh, the diamond cutter. He goes for the cutter, Sting holds on, lifts his head, grabs him, scorpion death drop and wins. Awesome
0: yeah i i had to say it's one of the best most creative finishes yeah ever on Nitro, i think um the way the way sting like you say it's perfectly timed they back up into the corner Paige yeah. hooks the cutter and sting it's i think it's the left arm yeah no it's the right arm he hooks into the rope and he then he catches like it's all it's like so fluid and yeah. then he hooks the 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 head for the d d t
1: The whole thing is encapsulated really well by... If you watch the slow motion replay... There's a guy in like the second row... On the angle, they do the replay from. Who's like when it looks like Paige is about to get the cutter? He's like, oh shit! And then you can see him as it starts to dawn on him that Sting held on. He's like, oh! And then he when he gets him for the deadlock, he's like, or the death drop, he's like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> and then when the three count, you can see like him jumping up, jumping and, down. up and down. Yeah, it's it's really good. I, That's what it is. He got him. He got him.
0: I I love especially the like I say he he hooks the top rope. And he walks out. He doesn't just hit the DDT. He walks out from the ropes. Mm-hmm. It's that thing of like, Sting, Sting is thinking here. He knows he has him. Yeah. And he doesn't want to give him the easy option of grabbing the rope or getting a rope yeah. break. You've left yourself exposed here so that I've got mm-hmm. you. Um, and it, unfor- do you know what it is? It's it's DDP, the king of the the flash finish hitting the cutter out an hour. He got caught himself.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah it's just great, simple pro wrestling storytelling and just a great world title like, match. Like for what, two years it's been nobody
0: Yeah. Wet, the, the cutter can come out of nowhere mm-hmm. and nobody blocks it. And like you said the whole match is Sting avoiding it mm-hmm. and DDP getting too
1: too clever going for it too often and Sting cut him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was just so fucking good and one of those again it's, it's only sparingly we'll say this about any of the TV shows but go back and watch this. Mm-hmm. From Nitro 189. Just this match. It's so fucking good. My friends, you hate to see it. You work all day in a thankless job at the stuff factory. Then you get home. It's late at night. It's cold. It's wet. It's tiring. It's tiring. And the last thing you want to do is start cooking Start chopping, start preheating ovens, all this kind of absolute nonsense. You're going to end up ordering high calorie food just for the convenience of it being brought to your door, or you're going to end up, saddest of all, having a bowl of cereal over the sink while you have an existential crisis about the life choices that led you there. You could just make it more simple, my friends, because I'm here to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Subscribe to HelloFresh and check Save Money off your fall to-do list. HelloFresh is 25% cheaper than takeout and less expensive than grocery shopping too. It's time to cozy up and save money by cooking at home. Fall is the perfect time to experience the delicious taste and unparalleled convenience of HelloFresh. Have your pumpkin spice and eat it too with a rotating selection of fall-inspired items from HelloFresh Market. From brunch kits to a fall dessert board, you'll find everything you need for all your favourite autumn occasions like tailgating, Oktoberfest and more. To avail of this offer being made to the Days of Thunder listener, please go to HelloFresh.com slash VOW65 and use code VOW65 for 65% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash VOW65. Use the code VOW65 at checkout. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Uh, Unfortunately, we go from the sublime straight to the ridiculous. We're back in the mental hospital. Uh, and Flair wants Charles to make Goldberg versus Sting at Slambury, Which look, why? You know what, Rick? I'm. Uh, look, just on the that would be cool. I'm down with it. Like it makes no sense why he would want that, but I- I'm here for it. I I totally more understand why Flair says what he said later, where he wants all four men basically to destroy each other, mm. because what we're supposed to be thinking. Because the flair character is that he, he wants the world title back. So why is he signing all these matches that he's not in? So a multiple-man match so that like all they all pick each other off makes more sense than him saying, oh, the pay-per-view should be two completely different guys, neither of which I can probably beat. Anyway, uh, we then get another title match on the show, and that's a Cruiserweight title match, Seikosis versus Rey Mysterio Jr., um I like the nice touch during the entrances that Sikosis had used his horns to pierce his rally towel. Well, I was gonna say, do you think he used his horns or did he cut cut out the holes on his towel? Oh like, no. Do you think do you think he measured out the holes on the towel and He definitely cut it because like obviously, you know, they're 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 lovely soft horns. Uh but the effect the effect was great. The uh, I really like it. Um again, it's one of those Lee where We could try as we might to type out all the spots as they happen and go play by play, but it's it's very hard to do that. It is. I I mean, I just I always enjoy when we get psychosis versus Ray. It's just always a a nice match. Yeah, there was a scary little moment where off a head scissors psychosis absolutely snotted Ray off the middle rope. Um, I thought you could very easily have gotten pretty fucked up on that. Do you know one thing I've noticed? What's that? When Ray is in there
0: with somebody he he trusts mm. especially at this time, he moves like he he's like a half step quicker. Yeah. It's like if you watch him in there with Ray or with psychosis you watch him in there with Jericho, you watch him in with um benoit malenko he, yeah. he just moves he's like going, going, going. but if you watch him in there with somebody a little bit less experienced who he's not quite sure he really slows it down
1: yeah he's like when he's in with people he really trusts and he's like i know this person knows what i'm going yeah. to do and will be there to like catch me or base for me or mm-hmm. You know do whatever That's when you see the real Like like, the real crazy Ray Like I really like I like the Kidman matches I
0: think he has very good Chemistry with Kidman But I think even with Kidman He's He takes it
1: down a little He's like Especially when you compare it To to like when he's in there With psychosis In particular Yeah yeah, he's like Maybe drops one gear Mm -hmm. You know um but yeah, this is all really good. Uh, apart from there's one um Ray goes to do his apron hurricane rana and they mistimed it It was yeah. very awkward. God,
0: psychosis was, was lucky. He like obviously Ray's doing the, the rana from the top rope off the apron to the floor. And I don't know whether it was Ray mistimed it, whether Hoovie wasn't set. I don't know what or I said Hoovy where the psychosis wasn't set. Um but psychosis just does not go for the bump at all he kind of thinks about it and stops and thankfully he did because i don't think he would have rotated fully and it could have been very very nasty
1: yeah no it was it could have been it could have been trouble, um, been trouble. One, one thing i did did like about this match is that psychosis does not take any disgusting bumps no no he doesn't thank god Man. for his tailbone Yes, uh, you were fully expecting like the guillotine leg drop to the floor or something like that, but it never comes in this match. Uh, but what does come out is uh, Dean and Benoit uh, after the awkward Hurricane Rana. They're posing outside with Ray's belt, but he takes them out with a double bulldog. Uh, before Cicosis baseball slides the belt into Ray's face. Um, <laughs> I oh yeah, this is something I hadn't mentioned yet about the commentary on this. Um, Tony and Mike Tanay. Dirty old feckers on this show. Oh, what did they say? Because the amount of times they were like, We're gonna have a, a gorgeous George training video later on in the programme. You're gonna to wanna to stay tuned for that. This is already we're like three matches in, aren't we? Mm-hmm. And uh, we have four, had four matches, sorry. Four matches in, and we have had maybe five plugs. For this gorgeous George video And it's very much like All of it is with the tone of like <laughs> Like rubbing their thighs Something for the dads
0: <laughs> I mean Listen It's
1: 1999 um, Yeah it's the red blooded men Drinking their Surge <laughs> Fucking Surge Surge is all over this show And it's not even DNA Oh my DNA. god Surge has bought time on this show Surely <laughs> Um.
0: Yeah, fucking yeah. Look, I'm not going to knock them advertising. Uh, listen, listen. When you compare what was happening on Raw, them yeah. plugging a Gorgeous George training video,
1: not these, not the worst. I was going to say they they also, I guess, know their audience in '99. Yeah. Um. So Psychosis signals for the end of the match. Goes for a power bomb It's reversed into his DDT, and Ray wins. So he's got his title back, but he doesn't get time to celebrate because the Horsemen jump him mm. and they dispose of Psychosis. Uh, the end of the beating comes when they It's not like some great big wrestling move It's not like a cross face, a diving head But a cloverleaf So the two of them just grab him and fucking yeet him Into low earth orbit And yep. let him hit the ground Um, So raise the new champion but at what Costly um, Not much I mean <laughs> You just got beat up like Thanks this. pal I tried to fucking yes and you And you're like nah
0: I mean, what cost? He got beaten up. His
1: his partner has already been hospitalized. He's very lucky
0: that he even got to have a match.
1: I I think you just didn't follow on there because you were excited that the next thing was a vignette to let you know that Brian Nobbs was going to be in a Fatal 4-Way hardcore match later. And I know this of you because you are, as we established last week, the number one knob. This is what they say. Oh, I'm leaving this dead air in, pal. You can can no-sell me for as long as you want. He's just shaking the head. I'm
0: no-selling you just as much as Brian Nobbs no-sold every bit of fucking offense (laughs) in this match that comes up later on. Fucking Brian Nobbs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Um, Hogan's
0: not even daring his fucking mates all over the show.
1: Uh, Big Sexy is here Speaking of Hogan's mates He said he's just heard About the title match For Slambury And everyone forgot That he has a title shot That he, he earned Oh he didn't uh, <laughs> Well uh, He said everybody did Lee, And who am I to doubt him um, He said Well seeing as Goldberg, Page and Sting Are also here He's throwing open The challenge to uh, All four of them Four way dance Title on the line I I just thought like I guess we're doing the thing now where Nash is a baby face, so he like he's valiantly taking on all comers in this title match. But like, what? surely, yeah, what? Did you just go well. Everyone forgot her. I have a title match, so I want Sting tonight. Yeah, like surely, it's like get in line behind me. Uh, like that's the logical thing you do. But uh, you know, whatever. Um. So then we get Flair again in the Funny Farm. Um. He's delighted with the idea of the four way. He said to uh, Charles, "You need to make it official," and then he encourages uh, the nurse to climb on Space Mountain with them. And this, as you said, marked a debut of Asia. Yes, Asia, who's larger than China. Yeah. Do you do you have any uh, do, you, do you, to introduce the listeners to Asia? Do you have anything? Do you have a, any pre prepared thoughts, feelings? No. Uh,
0: <laughs> I mean, look, she was a female bodybuilder that was hired because China was really hot in the WWF at the time.
1: Asia spelled A S Y A, by the yes. way. Yes. Yes. Because China um, was spelt with a Y. Yes. Um, thunder trivia for you Days of Thunder trivia. Who is. Asia married to And has happily been married to For 22 years Is it another wrestler? It is Is it another WCW wrestler? It is I don't know Oh She's married To one Dale Torborg Get the fuck out of here There you go Yeah that's that one's for you, pal. You could take that home. Those two could be Free booked on the indies as like a tag team these days. They absolutely could oh they would clean up. Clean up, they would. Uh you you talk about like you get them as a tandem like in one of the fucking J Janella spring break shows. Matching them against like Bussy or Yeah. Any one of them meme teams. Um What have we got up next? So oh yes. Uh, we have Bam Bam Bigelow versus Eric Watts. I love Watts. this match. Just, uh, I love this. This was great. Because <laughs> it was like <laughs> 90 seconds long. First of all, Eric Watts is always a good time. Is he? Yes. I'll tell you what, I know who didn't agree with you, and that was Fargo, North Dakota tonight. <laughs> Listen, just
0: like the Raw crowds last night, these fans had no idea what good wrestling is. <clears throat> Eric Watts is always over. It's not his fault that the crowd didn't react. I mean, reacting like it's me and coming out here.
1: They ha- what is this bit? Yeah. <laughs>
0: what are you doing? Have you not seen the online discourse from all the
1: fed apologists that it's the fans' fault that Raw was so bad? Yeah, I saw something about it, but yeah. I thankfully haven't been online enough today. It's the fans'
0: fault. That, that's all you need to know. Um, um, Eric, Eric Watts is good. That's a, that's gonna be my parting
1: shot here. Okay, he hits the worst Hurricane Rana I have ever seen in my life.
0: What that's, Hurricane Rana?
1: That was it—a Hurricane Rana or a Head Scissors? He tries to do. He tries to do something of this description. He does a spring a springboard bulldog, a stratisfaction, if you will, out
0: of the corner and lands on Bam Bam's face. Is that what he is? That what he was
1: doing? Yes. Oh Lee (laughs) That's uh, what he was trying to do
0: I need to ask the question of Why you would have a 6 foot 8 Or whatever the fucking height he is Eric Watts do a Like Springboard bulldog out of the corner
1: It was so bad Like it kind of worked with the match Because it was like so bad That Bam Bam got up And was so embarrassed that he just gave him the greetings From Asbury Park and pinned him (laughs) He instantly beat him up It's like I no longer wish to be part of this match. Good night. <laughs> I think he, yeah, he literally gets up from it, yeah. uh, puts what's on his
0: ass, flying headbutt, gets up, greetings, that's it.
1: It's brilliant. I, I, genuinely, I really enjoyed this match. To each their own, I guess. Um, Sting is on the ramp next with Gene to give his answer. Uh, his paint has been meticulously reapplied in the three or four segments of the title match. What a pro. Um, he accepts so that there will be no more whining in the back once he wins tonight. And the one thing that kind of disappointed me about this, Lee, was why did he not bring out the belt? Yeah, why didn't he have the belt? Like, if I, if like this is legit and I win a world title, you are not. You would have to take that thing out of my cold, dead hands. I'd be so happy. He didn't even bother bringing it with him. Yeah, me, paint, to be fair. Really painted.
0: repainted. Yeah, maybe he was busy doing his paint and they were like, oh, Sting, you're up. And yeah. he just didn't have the belt with him.
1: Uh, we get a world t- television title match next, which is Booker T versus Meng. Uh, and we get on the way to the ring, uh, as Booker's coming out, we see a sign plugging Lords of Pain. Hell yeah. Uh, which made me laugh. Uh, Booker looks so happy coming to the ring. Like, what a baby face. He's just so happy to be here. Uh, high and everybody. Um, but it's all Meng at the start of this. It is, but... I have to say, Meng gives Booker a lot. Like, Meng. For Meng. Yeah, on the Meng scale, like, he was bumping. Yeah, he really was in a big bumping mood.
0: Um, Like, Meng's not someone we've seen being easily dispatched of yeah. in our run. Yeah. And Booker pretty handily kind of deals with him.
1: Yeah, flying forearm, drop kick, good offense. But then he does the sidekick, and when he does oh. it, Meng bunks, bumps backwards. The ref gets hit. Um, Stevie starts skulking down to the ring as Booker tries to wake the ref. Uh, sidekick gets ducked. Death grip is in, uh, and Stevie comes in and unexpectedly uh, slapjacks Meng, and Booker wins. Um, and just as I was trying to get into that, get over that confusion, Rick Steiner is here. <laughs> and he attacks Stevie Ray And then Booker pulls Rick Steiner off Stevie Ray Without seemingly pausing to ask Why are either of you here Because um,
0: I think the Obvious answer is because Harlem Heat and Steiner just don't get along Yes Even In spite of the fact that two of them are part of WCW And two of them are part of NWO Black and White
1: Yeah It's, uh, it's an interesting one It's an interesting one Um, We get a Nash vignette and, here, and then we get... I was just going to say, here's here's what you've
0: been waiting for all
1: night. Tony and his surge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're here to throw to the Hogan update. Firstly, we get to see one of the rarest sights in nature. We actually get to see Dr. James Andrews.
0: I genuinely did not think he was a real person.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. He's just one of those, like, I've heard his name for over 20 years of my life and never expected to see what he actually looks like I
0: think he he should have been like one of them doctors on like Grey's Anatomy that you just hear about all
1: the time but is never yeah. on the show yeah absolutely or like he's always like masked up to uh, right below the eyeballs and then the cap comes down <laughs> to right at the eyeballs so you can't identify him you can never know if it's a different actor all the time yeah it could be Dr Cecil Schwartz either like you never know um so he says that the injury that Hogan has is a torn meniscus, which I believe that's not the first nor the last time he has one of those injuries. Um, he put he like obviously because this is WCW, he has to poke the Hulkster over Strong Brother, saying that it's a miracle he could move or do anything the last few years. Um, we see Hogan and Bischoff get out of the limo. Um, As he's dropping him off for surgery and they're bickering over whether he should have the surgery or not. Hogan thinks he should focus on Paige, take Paige out first, win his title back, uh, and then have the surgery. And Bischoff disagrees and uh, Hogan yields to that. Uh, there was really, like, it just, that just kills 30 seconds of time. Like, there was no. There was no sense of like storyline development or purpose to them doing that. Was like, oh, I don't want to do it. Yeah, well, you're going to do it, uh, but I don't want. Well, see, what like, well, you're gonna.
0: What they were establishing was that Hulk Hogan can beat Diamond Dallas Page at any time he wants. Yeah. In spite of having a fucked up leg, mm. and that really, Page is lucky that Hogan isn't going after him because Bischoff yeah. is, you know, telling him to go get the surgery.
1: Next, we get, and I do not say this lightly the funniest thing Hogan has ever done apart from maybe there aren't Hulkamaniacs here <laughs> there aren't any Hulkamaniacs here did you notice the funny bit about this surgery no go for it. so Hogan gets wheeled in he's anesthetized and as they're doing that like as you'll often see with wrestler surgery videos like they're zooming in on like the face and you know the x-rays and the doctor's faces and stuff like this And there is a single shot that shows Hogan's face while he's under for surgery. And the surgical cap he's got on, he wrote NWO on it. And I fucking wept. (laughs) It's like your blue surgical cap. And he's taken a marker and written NWO on it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that, like one of those, like, if found, return to the New World Order labels.
0: Uh, you, should, you should have had your man do, do the voice and say, this surgery has been paid for yeah. by the NWO.
1: It was so funny that I'm a thousand percent sure he didn't come up with it. Uh, because he ha- he is not and has never been that intentionally funny. Or he did it earnestly and just, you know, well, well you know, he... To be fair, he gets paid for every time he wears NWO merch on screen, so Yes, yes. Um they're saying he it looks like he's gonna be out for a while. I think we looked this up a couple of episodes ago and he's back by the summer. Yeah. Um so Flair uh back in the hospital. He demands that uh Booker versus Steiner happens at the pay-per-view, uh and the world title match is set to be no disqualification tonight. And then we get what I suppose is the quote-unquote payoff of this whole thing. Lee, would you like to explain what happens next? No. Um, what happens next is Rick proceeds
0: to lead every patient in a Ric Flair kind of semi-strut. You know, the, the slap on the shoulders, doing the little, the little jiggle. And then you hear the ooh, ooh. And the camera pans out. And there's a, a patient that isn't participating. As it turns out to be Ska God. And they all they all do the spooky fingers at Hall as he yeah. proceeds to to throw his toothpick at Flair and end yeah. scene.
1: Yeah. I just
0: If this wasn't directed by uh Tobias Funke, I don't know what's that. Uh, uh,
1: yeah. Uh uh yeah, we just needed Frightened Inmate number two. Yeah. That's all that was missing. Uh, we get our Fatal 4-Way Hardcore match. Uh, it's Hack versus Horace versus Mikey Whipwreck versus Brian Nobbs. I, I actually um, have another Arrested
0: Development uh, comparison to make here. Go for it. Do you know who Chastity was dressed as for this uh, episode of Nitro? No.
1: Charlize Theron. Oh, uh, Rita? Rita, yeah. Yeah. With, oh, with the backpack God. and the white. Yes, yes. Mr. F. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, tremendous. Um, yeah, I mean, this is just like, you know, I, it's not as good as the hardcore match in the other week that we praised, Opening Thunder. Um, but you know, there were some fun bits, like three of them being armed and then hacked, decided he was going to take the ball on and get absolutely murdered. Yeah. Um. What else do we have? We had a running splash on Hack on the ladder. We come through a break, and all of a sudden, there is a surge bin in the ring. No surge in it, though. No surge in it, Which was and the it didn't sparkly. really play into anything. I thought, all right, the finish is going to include the surge bin There, It's going to be like the fucking Cracker Barrel thing in AEW that time. Uh, not so much, though. Uh, Hack gets a table, sets it up between the apron and the rail, sets up another one on the opposite side of the floor, too. After a while, Horace is hitting Hack with a strap and Chastity sprays him with the fire extinguisher. Hack does his dive over the ropes on top of nothing but table as Horace moves out of the way. Hack then does a somersault off a ladder through Mikey and the table. Uh, Knobs then squishes Hack with a trash can, uh, drops a ladder on Mikey and wins. And I know the Knob Republic were absolutely delighted with this. I, f- the no- oh, sorry, the Knob Nation. Should I the, say the
0: Knob Nation? Is that is that what we're yeah. being referred to now as? Yes. yes. Um, I watched this in disbelief as Brian nobs sold nothing. He was needlessly fucking reckless. Yes. And I say this as somebody that genuinely doesn't care what wrestlers put themselves through because they have free will. But yes. this man, he was literally just fucking nailing people with things. Mm-hmm. And it was embarrassing. Um. Yeah, like fucking, just awful shit. Like, um. Why is Brian Nobbs the first person that stops chastity with the the like? He puts a, a trash can up in front of his face to stop the the fire extinguisher. What? Why is Brian Nobbs of all people the one to get to pay off of that?
1: Just why is Brian Nobbs?
0: He then cuts a promo into the camera after he wins something about this is nasty. Oh, I wrote it down. Oh, did you?
1: <laughs> I wrote it down um, so that maybe a team of scientists could possibly decode it. He says that the gates of Nastyville are open so to get ready for a taste of nasty sensation. And as he says that, Tony Schiavone responds with, okay. <laughs> and then moves on to the next segment, which I think is all that promo deserved.
0: Do you think Tony Schiavone was sitting there just dazing off into the distance going what, what,
1: what's happening here? Is one of those where a little bit of the joy he had left in his heart was taken out as Bri-
0: Brian Nobbs starts to get a push in
1: 1999. Yeah. Uh, we get the WCW United States Heavyweight title on the line. It's Scott Steiner versus Randy Savage. Um, Steiner comes out first. He moans about how I don't <laughs> I don't take any orders from WCW, but he's gonna do the match anyway, because he likes the idea and that he insists on taking Savage's freak if he wins. Um so Savage comes out with Gorgeous George and the debuting on this podcast, Miss Madness. Do they do they refer to Miss Madness at all in this match? They do. Oh, they do. Uh, so okay. she has the Miss Madness sash and they're like, who is this woman? Uh, with him, I believe that's. A, I believe it says Miss Madness, um, and Miss Madness. For those of you who don't know, is the very familiar face of one Molly Holly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would take you like a couple of seconds of looking through because it's such a completely different look with all the makeup and the hair is up and the the, you know, the uh,
0: what's it called the.
1: Beauty, beauty pageant kind of dress and yes, yeah. yes, with the sash yeah. and, and all that. Like, it would take you a couple of seconds to, to recognize her, but it's her, all right. Um, Robinson is out to ref this match in street clothes because, of course, he is. Uh, the two guys take ages to get going, and I'm like, what the fuck is going to happen here? And then I learned very quickly they lock up in the corner, Steiner pushes Savage back. Brushes uh, Savage brushes off Robinson And Robinson disqualifies him Now I hate the heel ref gimmick Absolutely hate it But this is one of the rare times Where the logic Wasn't broken Because it was like literally The first opportunity mm-hmm. He got to disqualify Savage He did So I cannot argue That it actually Was a logical heel ref thing But they just shouldn't have done it Because it's terrible
0: Yeah don't Don't promote a Scott Steiner Macho Man match At the top of the show
1: To then yeah. Not deliver In the semi-main Yeah uh, So George is in And Robinson Bails out of the ring To get away from her But Medusa Jumps him uh, Marking her first appearance On the podcast uh, And George Strips him down To reveal that he had The same Boxers on as Flair Ha 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 Yeah So th- this is the full Introduction of Team Madness Yeah I'm just so 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 not looking forward to that pay-per-view match but anyway we'll get to that when we get to it Um, we do have the long promised gorgeous George training video Uh, I wrote do do you have a scene by scene description of this video no I wrote two words unbelievably porny
0: (laughs) (laughs) I will say I've been told that this is the Kevin Dunn's favourite thing
1: WCW ever did? I, for one, am not surprised by this. Um, I think it was filmed in Sal Bandini's apartment from Ready to Rumble, Um, and you will not tell me otherwise. Uh, Next up, it's main event time already Um, WCW World Heavyweight title four way match Sting versus DDP versus Kevin Nash versus Goldberg. Um, you already knew things were bad because, generally, Uber professional Sting comes out with the closest thing to Boo Boo face I've ever seen him with. He was not happy to be here no, for he this really second wasn't. match. Yeah, the,
0: uh, genuinely, I think this adds to my theory that this was not booked in advance. Yeah, because um, he did seem kind of happy when he won the title. Yeah, like you look at like the effort himself and Paige put into that match early in the show. Yeah.
1: And then, like you say, he comes out with a lot less enthusiastic. Either they were rebooking and and doing this stuff on the fly or they just, also possibly, very possible for WCW, they didn't tell him that he was dropping the belt straight away. I would believe either. Either is a very logical uh, conclusion to come to concerning, concerning WCW. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot written down about this match. Um, there's, there's not much to write down. It's no. It's punch, kick. It's breaking up pins and for a match with like four of the biggest names in the company for a world heavyweight title match for a main event, it's a whole lot of nothing. Like you have a lot of page early on is like sitting out in the crowd as the other three guys fight, and he slowly makes his way back, and then he gets in and then they're all fighting and that that's um, the other thing it's unbalanced there's three clear baby faces and one heel yeah yeah. everyone's getting in each other's way it's its clearly not very well planned out uh, maybe that's why DDP was sitting outside because he didn't know what the spots were um, DDP gets speared as Sting puts Nash in a death lock uh, then a spear on Sting Savage is out and breaks it up throws the brass knuckles in And DDP hits the diamond cutter on Sting. KOs Nash and wins. And the crowd, big mad. Like, some people start celebrating because he runs through the crowd. Mm. And they're like, hey, Paige is here. But, like, on the whole, people were fucking pissed. Yeah, so
0: this is now the second time that Macho Man has helped DDP win the world
1: title. Yeah. And this is also the second, uh, I know, probably the third time. Uh, since we've done this podcast, where they made a good decision, give Sting the World Heavyweight Title, and then fucked him as quickly as they could. Yeah,
0: and I have to say, like if you look at the reactions, Sting is getting in that that match early in the night against DDP, they yeah. absolutely had still had something in Sting in nineteen ninety nine with the fans. In
1: spite of in spite of everything they would do to Sting, mm-hmm. he remained. Incredibly over Until the day That company fucking died They they, Yeah They still In 2001 Could have pushed this man As the face of WCW And people were willing To accept it Yeah And they 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 come close Many times Almost as a rib Mm -hmm. To the fans I think It's like Oh you think we're gonna do it Nah I mean look TNA did it in Fucking what 2006
0: 2007 Yeah And fans accepted it
1: Yeah Fuck it I think if they did it in 2022 In AEW A lot of fans would be like Yeah fuck it Like Man's still unbeaten In AEW Listen You can't tell me You didn't get excited When you saw Muta and Sting In the same ring Oh dude Like pretty much Everything Sting has done Since he's shown up I'm hyped for He went from a guy That like When he came to the company I was just like God after like The Rollins match And like Him breaking his neck I'm just like Oh I don't know If I ever want to see This guy again And I do not think Of that at all No when he wrestles now, I just want to see him do cool stuff and dive off shit like a mad bastard. Um, Lee, that's the end of Nitro. Um, what did you think of the show? Your overall thoughts and uh, your winners and losers, if you please. It, like, like I said at the top of the show, it, it's
0: it was an easy show to watch. I hated a lot of stuff on it, mm-hmm. but there was some good. Um, yeah. it it's it very much epitomises 1999 in that sense like yeah. it, it perfectly encapsulates what WCW is you can see some of the good stuff yeah. but my god this is surrounded by a shower
1: shit mm. um, you have to really pick through a lot of stuff that's somewhere between bad and just like time wasting mm-hmm. to get to the real good stuff like
0: you look at the, the people that weren't on this show, mm-hmm. when you consider their roster, and then you look yeah. at, they had Ric Flair and Scott Hall appear in an, insi- an insane asylum, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had Macho Man on the, on the show, Yeah. didn't do football like wrestling was. They had him on the show twice. Yes. Piper should not be anywhere near the show. at this point and yeah he's like in one of the fucking main storylines and and one of the marquee matches at the next pay-per-view yeah and I think I am less enthused about the tag title feud now after Mm -hmm. this one episode because they weren't on it at all like uh, the Ray is on it and the horseman beat him up yeah but there's
1: nothing else there yeah and the other two lads were beaten up off camera yeah and the other, the other guy
0: got beat in a handicapped match by jobbers.
1: Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, who are your biggest winners and losers out of that? Because it seems like there's a lot of losers. There really is a lot of losers. I think Bam Bam looked cool, like Squash and Eric Watts.
0: Yeah. Um, I think Booker, again, just looked good.
1: Yeah. And I think Sting, like, fuck, like, man. They Sting, in spite of the decision of the main event, Sting looked like a megastar. They,
0: they Sting. Dill had something there with Sting. And yeah. yeah, like it's one of those things of you You just look at it in hindsight and you go, like, how did they fuck it up?
1: Yeah. It was right there on a plate so many times with Sting. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, nah, don't fancy it, lads. Biggest losers.
0: Uh, Sting. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is a weird thing to say, but you, you know where I'm coming from with that one. Mm-hmm. I think Raven looks so shit losing to those two fucking jobbers. Um, yeah. Like, just loses so much steam.
1: Yeah. And it did nothing for them and made him look like an idiot. And... Great job, WCW. Yeah. And Scott Steiner feels very directionless
0: at the moment. In spite of being US champ and being kind of more elevated than he has ever before.
1: Yeah. I, his 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 role on the show now is I'm US champ and I'm real mad at stuff. He, yeah, he just doesn't seem to be involved in anything of substance which is odd for the guy who you know theoretically has the number two belt
0: yeah like he like at worst he's the number two heel in the company right now yeah and just feels kind of
1: yeah directionless is the best way I'd describe him yeah no, you're 100% 100% on that um our finish counter brought to you by Ludwig Borga uh I believe it was uh Oh hold on now what the match nine, nine matches I was so dis- I was so disgusted I just shut it down, um, we had yeah we had nine matches. I believe we had oh hold on now, I just this is so classic that just this this episode this is what it did to me. I just like as soon as we stopped talking about it, I closed the window because I was like, no, you just want to forget about it. I'm done with this shit now. And I was like, and I was even by the end of the show debating, like, will I even do the finish counter? Because I I was so up on a high after that, like, Sting DDP match that by the end of the show, I was like, you took all my enthusiasm for the World Championship Wrestling (laughs) Mm -hmm. and, and you took it away. Even though, like I said at the top of the show, I didn't think it was the, like, I didn't think it was an excellent nitro. But, like, apart from that booking decision in the main event, I could have come out of that show going, God, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty bouncy about, um, about WCW at the moment. We got nine matches, five clean finishes, two disqualifications, and two matches with interference leading directly to a finish. Um thank you all very much for listening to this episode of Nights of Nitro we will be back in two weeks here with a very special edition of the show as we talk not only about the next episode of Thunder but also the pilot for Smackdown so stay tuned for that one we'll see you in two weeks bye bye thanks everyone for listening to another episode of Days of Thunder Days of Thunder was produced by Lee Malone and edited by me Dave Ryan Keep up to date with the show and find all the ways to listen to us. You can follow us on Twitter at WCW Thunderpod or click the Linktree link in our Twitter bio or in the show notes. I am at the Day to Dave on Twitter and Lee is at Malone underscore 713. Days of Thunder is a part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. Follow the VOW network anywhere. Good podcasts are sold for more fine podcasts than you can shake a stick at. Thanks.